0: Hi, you guys. Welcome to today's episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Today on the show, I'm sharing my conversation with Barbie Jo Hatch, who's a professional organizer. This conversation was really fun and really practical, and you can actually hear me feel calmer as the conversation goes on. I think so many busy women, especially ones with perfectionist tendencies like myself, crave order and rules and predictability, yet our world, especially with kids, Doesn't exactly work like that. It's messy. And what Barbie Jo and I talk about today is how we can begin to organize a little of that chaos so that we can calm our nervous systems down a bit and really take care of ourselves. Okay, so who is Barbie Jo? Barbie Jo is a personal organizer and digital media creator based in El Paso, Texas. She's the producer of the Don't Get Lost in the Laundry podcast on Spotify and iTunes where she shares life and family organizing tips and tricks. Over the last decade, Barbie Jo has organized hundreds of spaces, contributed to several publications, and teaches how to become organized in any phase of life. Barbie Jo has enhanced her clients' homes across Utah, Arizona, Texas, and Mexico, and has provided organizing boot camps for busy moms across the globe. She finds joy and fulfillment in helping busy moms feel more confident as they learn to refine their homes through organization. Barbie Jo is the mother of five children and a farmer's wife. She enjoys baking and traveling with her husband. In our conversation, we talk about Barbie Jo's personal journey with money, from a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of how can I, the importance of investing in yourself and taking a leap of faith, working through the layers of overwhelm, the power of taking things in bite-sized pieces, the beauty of implementing boundaries, the impact of organization on mindset, and of course, some personal organization tips. You guys can follow Barbie Jo on her website, Barbiejo.com, where you can find different ways to work with her. She also has her own podcast called Don't Get Lost in the Laundry, which is really cool. All right, you guys, I hope you all enjoy. Here we go. Hi, Barbie Jo. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I am so excited for our conversation and thank you so much for being here today.
1: Hi, thank you for having me, it's an honor.
0: So I wanna start by asking you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your mission in the world.
1: So I am Barbie Joe. I was named after both grandmothers, actually, Barbara and Joy Lee, and so they came together and made my name, Barbara Joe, And it's a mouthful for a little kid. So early on, they just started calling me Barbie Joe. Just rolls off the tongue a lot easier and it stuck. It stuck, so that's where I got my nickname. Um, I am a mama five and a farmer's wife and a professional organizer.
0: That is so interesting, and I'm dying to, to hear a little bit more about it. Can you tell us how you got started as a professional organizer? So being married to a farmer, we are
1: always kind of depending on the crop, right? It's yep. always, okay, next year's harvest, next year's harvest. Well, we had two failed crops in a row back to back. And typically we'd like to have saved up a year's worth of you know, living expenses in case of a failed crop. But when you get hit with two back to back, it's hard to bounce back from. So I was standing in line actually applying for food stamps when I realized oh my gosh, I've got to do something. What can I do to help my family? And so I just, I grabbed whatever I could. I tried a few multi-level marketing companies. I got certified as a life coach and none of it really felt like a true fit until I hired a business coach. And she said, and she was just doing it out of the goodness of her heart. She knew my situation and she said, what can you see yourself doing for the next 10 years? And at that point I was in the middle of our ninth move. We had, I had a weekend to move. And during this weekend I had a funeral to attend out of state. I was competing in a bodybuilding competition as a bucket list goal after having my fifth baby and packing up a house, five kids. All at the same time and i sat back and i was like you know what i'm not stressed out about this 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 empowers me i actually love this being in a state where i have to be super organized and super efficient and that's when i answered when i said organizing i love to organize and she was like bam there you go there's your business and so As I started building my business, I was like, well, who am I to consider myself an expert in the field? And it wasn't until I realized I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't have the title of professional organizer. And it's so funny because someone said to me, why do you just want that piece of paper that gives you that entitled certification to make you feel better about what you're able to do? And I was like, you're right. I don't need that. So that's when I jumped in both feet and said, let's do this. And I was confident enough to offer my services to the world and know that I could do a good job at it because I've been doing it for almost 20 years and love, love it. So that's how I started.
0: I love the story. I love hearing everyone's stories about how they got started. I think it's so interesting. And I was smiling, as you said, you know, working with this coach that I love organizing and that's it. And so many of us, I think, just don't follow our passions because we just are so unsure of ourselves and where that can take us. And I think it's just, you're so inspiring that you followed that. So what I want to ask you next is, you've started a business, you had five kids, you you know, you came from some financial hardships. I would love to hear more about your personal journey with money. You have such a very, an interesting background and I'm sure there's a lot of stories and mindset stuff that you've had to move through to get to where you are today. So if you could talk a little bit more about that, I think that'd be really cool. Okay, Sure. So I
1: don't know if it's just a farmer thing, but money was a sore spot
0: in our marriage. Um, and it was viewed as- I don't as... think it's just a farmer thing. <laughs> <laughs> so my... it's everyone, it's universal.
1: <laughs> okay, great, good. Um, but yeah, money was viewed in a place of scarcity in our home. Yeah. And I think it's the way my husband was raised. quite honestly. So we viewed money from a point of perspective of scarcity. Like there's not enough of it. We've got to make it last. We need to ration it. We need to save it. We need to be mindful with it. And that it was. That makes sense from farming, right? Like, you, I mean, only oh, you, you have mean, so know. much. Totally. So, I mean, I can't blame him, but it wasn't until I learned that I could shift that perspective and come from a place of abundance. And that's when I really was able to let go of the strain. It was such a weight. I remember staying up late at night, just panicked. How are we gonna pay our bills? How? We're gonna go into the overdraft. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna make this work? And I was able to change my perspective and come from a place of abundance. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. We're both educated, smart, talented people. Everything will work out.
0: How did and you do that? What were some of the steps that you took to change that perspective?
1: Well, instead of being like, oh, no, I can't. It's how can I? So I had to ch- physically change those words in my head to know we can't do that. To wait, how can I do this? How can I figure out how to do that or get that or provide that opportunity for that child? And where there's a will, there's a way. So instead of hiding behind that, that wall of, no, we can't. We can't afford it, we can't do it. It made me become more scrappy and it made me hustle. It made me find other resources that we could tap into that could actually help move us along and push us forward in life. And like, I remember it was Christmas time And I was freaking out. We didn't have Christmas presents for the kids. Our account was like overdrawn. And we had until the next fall for our next harvest. I'm like, what are we gonna do? And a friend dropped off several bags of clothes and said, here, I'm getting rid of these. I don't need them anymore. Some of them haven't even been touched or worn. They still have tags on them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wrapped up those clothes and put them under the Christmas tree and gave them to my kids. And then I had another girlfriend call me and say, hey, did you know you can donate plasma and they'll pay like a hundred dollars a donation? And I was like, oh, what? You know, it just opened my mind to all these different ways. And then I had other people say, yeah, just snap pictures of things you don't want in your house and post them on Facebook marketplace. And that's when I was like, okay, there are solutions. It's not do you know do or die. We're not at a dead end. There are always forks in the road that you can take and find. And so that's what I did. I had to get really scrappy and really creative. But then I also was telling myself, how how can we make this work? How can we make this happen? And so that that kind of gave me hope in my ability to know that we will always have. A place to draw from instead of nope the well's empty we're shutting it down you know come again later type of thing so I think that's what really saved me until I was able to come to a place where I was bringing in money which then brought in that safety net you know if my husband has the failed crop now I can provide something to help see us through.
0: And yeah, I was just going to ask about that. There must be, there must have been again another mindset shift for you when you went to all of a sudden being a business owner. And I know, you know, a lot of times we talk here on the podcast about confidence and imposter syndrome and worth is a big hot topic for me these days. Um, How did you move through that, and what were some of the challenges that you experienced? specifically related to starting your own business so at the very beginning I realized that
1: you have to invest to do anything of quality and I didn't have money to invest at the time so I I remember maxing out a credit card just to invest in a business course to help teach me how to build a website to help teach me how to do Facebook ads to help teach me you know, all the things, all the softwares, all the platforms, just the bare bones basics of building a business. And my husband was furious. Mm -hmm. He was like, we cannot afford that. And I was kind of torn in the middle because I had someone on the other side saying, how can you not afford to do that right now? You need to make this investment in yourself to put your family in a better situation. And so I jumped on a, on a, leap of faith. I did it and it was tough at first. It was really hard. It was, you know, a balance of me, you know, having to devote hours and hours of learning and applying what I had learned to my business and then being a mom and taking care of a home and children and meals and getting people to places. So I had to get very organized with my time. And if it was office hours, my kids knew not to disturb me. In fact, I made a little door hanger. It's pretty in here somewhere. It's all tattered and torn. Then I would hang on the door and it would say, you know, mom's working. And my kids would know, okay, they needed to be quiet and leave me alone unless it was an emergency. So I block out time during the day that I could just really focus and dive in and get something done. But then when that time was over, I had to go back to be mom. And I had to fulfill all the other responsibilities on my plate.
0: Yeah, and it's hard as a working mom right now, working from home, it is definitely hard to, uh, and my kids can't read yet, so <laughs> I can't, they can signs won't help, they'll just barge right in anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to find those boundaries, especially when you're just going from one job to another, really. And it's hard to find that time for yourself also to kind of rejuvenate and breathe and, and kind of come up for air and get a little bit of like regain some energy there. So that can certainly be a challenge. And I I understand that (laughs) for sure. What I'd love to do now is switch gears a little bit and talk about more more about the work that you do and uh, and I want to start by really getting into this topic of overwhelm for a few minutes so I'm doing a podcast episode I'm working on one specifically on this topic because it's so common and prevalent in the working mom community but it's also become so normalized with everything happening in the world over the last year right So if you could talk more about what your perception of overwhelm is and what it looks like when someone who is overwhelmed approaches you to help and wants to work with you, what does that look like? Um, Well, this
1: actually just happened to me last week. My sister-in-law is moving. She's in the middle of a move and they're getting ready for a family vacation and it was Sneaking up on her, like time was ticking, and she called and said, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. My husband's leaving town. We're down to the last three days. We have to get the rest of this house packed up and then we have to be ready to leave on our trip. I'm overwhelmed. And I said, Okay. So I dropped what I was doing and went straight to her house, walked in. I said, Okay, I have one hour. Let's do this. And I was able to make her focus and on one area said that this closet. Have you done this closet yet? No, I haven't. Okay, let's do it. Opened it up and I pushed her through that closet and she um, was able to just help me be like, yeah, we're taking that. We're not, we're not, we were able to box things up and move on to the kitchen. We got uh, two spaces packed up, two rooms packed up in an hour because we were able to just come in. I was able to hold her accountable for that one hour of time. And we were able to just knock it out. And so that's basically what I do. I help moms really focus in on taking their time management to the next level, their productivity to the next level. And then of course, the organizing component of it. Because being a mom there's a lot to it we're managing schedules we're managing time and we're managing stuff so there's a lot of layers there and so we work through all of those we work through okay if you're not able to do that let's let's find out why what's happening with your the hours in your day how are you spending those hours in your day or you know are your energy levels low why are you not able let's figure out what we can do to get your productivity and i have you know, my go-to top three tips for, you know, boosting those types of things. And then for helping busy moms who are literally paralyzed with overwhelming anxiety, help them just focus on that one thing in front of you. What your eye just landed on, I want you to just focus on that and collect like pens. Let's collect all the pens in the room. Just look for pens and then let's move on, okay. What else do you see? Just focus in on that one thing. So they're not so overwhelmed because when you take in a room that's unkept or cluttered, it's really easy to let your mind get overwhelmed too. And so helping them navigate that.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say it's, it spreads into all other areas of your life too. I was just mentioned to you earlier that I struggle with working from home because I will drop the kids off and then come home and I'm right into, into work mode, but there's still cups from breakfast. There's cereal on the table. There's like the, you know, everything downstairs is just a mess and I haven't had time to clean it up yet. And I have to go right into work and meetings and things like that. But yet in, in my mind, it's still such chaos and clutter downstairs that it being physically in the same house, even though it's downstairs, it, it all just interferes it all. In, in my mind, it's just, it's all there. Right. So I, so I feel like I'm constantly on this, like, it's just chaos. Like I'm on this kind of hamster wheel of just never feeling like I have things like in their place. So I, I totally understand. And I'm sure that's a very common feeling that you get from a lot of the women that you work with. Right.
1: Oh, 100%. It affects, you know, the photographer, who has a cluttered desk, she can't start editing those photos until her desk is cleared off. It like impedes your creativity, absolutely. But as busy moms, we don't have the time really to say, okay, I'm gonna devote a whole day or a whole afternoon to this one room or this one project. So I am all about quick wins. Find that 10 minutes, you know, before the kids come home or before you have to go to work that you can just focus in on one area, one surface. Maybe it's the kitchen counter. Maybe it's the kitchen table. Maybe it's your desk. 10 minutes is all you need. Set that timer and clear that surface. And not only will you walk away feeling better, but you'll realize, oh, wow, that didn't take long at all. And everyone has 10 minutes somewhere throughout their day. So it really doesn't eat into to the rest of your schedule for the day. So I'm all about doing it in little bite-sized pieces or adding on to existing routines, but just adding on that little extra step and it will, it domino effects throughout your house, throughout your life, throughout your work. It's just, it's magical.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a good approach that like baby step approach. And also again, have that self-compassion along with it because a lot of times I feel like I'm apologizing for like the condition that my house is in. It might be a mess and I haven't because of the kids and I haven't had a chance to clean it. And yet, you know, we've got a babysitter that comes sometimes in the afternoons and we've got people that just my in-laws swing by sometimes and it's just really, I, I always find I'm like, oh, don't mind, don't mind the mess over there. Or, we didn't get to clean that up and stuff. And I'm sure that's a common thing you feel as well, because like that, I mean, I'm, I get that from how I was raised. My mom always did the same thing whenever people came over in our house and the house was a mess. So, but it comes from like, it's, it's kind of like, let's break it down a little bit. What's underlying there. There's a sense of of shame, I think too, that you know, we, we wish that we had things more organized. We wish that we had things in a in a place and in a situation that we were, we were comfortable with having other people be in. And I think a lot of that has to do with being comfortable with ourselves and our environment as well. 100% yes, it is a level of confidence and an ability
1: to believe in your capabilities, but it's also allowing acceptance. It's okay. It's okay if there's laundry on the floor, you're a mom you've got kids at home, you're working full-time. That's okay. You'll get to it. It's okay. As long as you are, you know, moving forward, progressing every day and not going backwards and not staying stagnant, as long as you're just doing better every day, pushing yourself forward,
0: then it will all work out. So what is some guidance that you give to women to approach organization without feeling anxious or stressed out, because I feel like before kids, I was organized and now everything is just a mess. And I only have two kids. You have a few more. So, so I'd love maybe some concrete, you know, like some of the, the, the specific guidance that you give to other women when they start to approach starting to organize their life in this way.
1: So, yes. And that's one thing I tell moms is that, once you've color-coded and alphabetized the library of children's books in your home or, you know, neatly organized all of the toys that your children own, understand it will get undone. And that's okay. That's okay. Life happens. We don't expect you to live in a museum, right? Life happens. Things get undone. But you kind of also have to put into place systems within your home and teach your kids. So, okay, if we're done playing with the toys, now the toys need to go back into the basket. It doesn't matter if they're color coded or they they put it in the wrong basket. As long as they're in the basket and off the floor, you need to consider that a win. But it's kind of implementing the systems throughout the family and introducing your family. Like, hey guys, this is where the books are gonna live. So when you're done with the book, this is where it needs to come back. This is its home and kind of giving them an introduction to where things need to live. And it makes life so much simpler. I can't tell you how many times we've been, you know, Saturday morning, we're late for the football game and we're like, where's the dang Jersey? Has anyone seen the Jersey? He needs his blue Jersey. And then I realized, okay, hold on the Jersey, the Jersey should have one of maybe two places, it should always be at all times, either in the laundry basket or in the drawer. And so I told my kids that I said, you know what? This is how it's gotta be, we've gotta simplify life. We can't be having a million things, have a million different homes. Everything needs one home so we can find things, we can get where we need to be And we can live life and not be dwelling in the mess and overwhelmed by the clutter because our time is valuable. We can't get our time back and it needs to be spent where it matters most, you know, connecting with our family members, having fun, enjoying the life you've built. So that's why I'm all about putting systems into place and then teaching your family how to implement those systems with you.
0: So, I'm going to ask a personal question just on my end. So my kids drawers are exploding, literally exploding. And I think that's some of it is just taking that time that we try to do like once a season and like remove the clothes that don't fit anymore. And then add in. we get a lot of hand-me-downs from family and stuff. So I'm trying to shove everything into the drawers. What do you recommend there? Because they stress me out all that. trying to pick out their clothes and get the kids dressed in the morning is just impossible because there's just too much and we have a, Piled laundry down, downstairs in our basement where we do our laundry and then trying to move them upstairs. I never know what to put where. So we're kind of all over the place as I'm curious your thoughts on that specifically. So laundry, I have a very specific system,
1: um, with dealing with my kids and their organization and their bedrooms, I have to realize they are not ever going to be organized to my expectation and I don't have the time to stay on top of their organization and make sure their drawers and closets are beautiful and organized, that has to be on them. They have to know that things need to be to a certain standard, but I know they're not gonna to be to my standard, that professional standard. So that's okay. I have to be okay with that. But I like to go in and simplify just even the process of them putting their clothes away Give it one, like they have one drawer for shirts. They have one drawer for underwear and socks. They have one drawer for pajamas. They have a basket for pants if we're out of drawers. They have a basket for, you know, whatever it is, swimsuits or uniforms. I try to keep it very simple, but I don't expect them to keep it nice and neat. I don't expect their clothes to be folded and lined up. I don't expect that. In fact, with the laundry, I used to spend hours folding their laundry and then I would deliver their basket and be like, okay, i a good mom. Here's your folded laundry. All you have to do is put it away. And they would say, okay, thanks mom. And just dump it out on the floor. And I'd be like, oh, that was two hours of my life gone. You know. So that's when I was like, no, never again. So as I do laundry, I have a basket for each child. And as I'm pulling that laundry out of the dryer, it's going into the basket of the child it belongs to. They have to pick up their basket from the laundry room, and then they're responsible to put it away by the end of the week, or they're not allowed certain privileges. They're not allowed to go out with their friends. They're not allowed that extra screen time, whatever it is. But I have to also hold my kids accountable. Now, I will say once every six months, maybe once a month, once a year, I go through their closets with them and we pull out the things that don't fit the things that are overworn or too stained the things that they don't wear at all and we pull all those things out i try to do it twice a year but sometimes it doesn't happen twice a year and that's okay and then we go and we donate it you know cuz usually somebody could benefit from the things that they're not currently using and enjoy or have outgrown so I also keep a basket in my garage of things to donate. So anytime I stumble across something that I know isn't gonna stay, I'll just go put it in that basket. And once that basket's full, we'll make a run to our local Goodwill. And that's kind of how we stay on top of things. Now I understand piles of laundry will happen. We will have exploding drawers, but as long as you have a system and a method and you know it's okay i'll get to that we do this every spring or every winter before christmas and all the new stuff comes in we'll get to it it's fine It will be I, fine.
0: I think that's what's missing is the system for me i don't have anything in place that you know i know i'm going to get to that at some point but i don't know when that's going to be and that i think is what stresses me out more and same with the laundry, we don't have like a particular, do you recommend kind of a particular day of the week to, to do laundry? Or I know a lot of people who also do just push it through like one load a day or, you know, every couple of days, something like that. Is there any, any thoughts to that, that works might work best for busy families? Yes. So it changes
1: the seasons of life for sure. When I had all young children, laundry day fell on Monday. And that was just the day of the week that worked for me. It could be different for any family, but I chose one day a week. And that was the day we did the laundry. And back in the day when I was living in the country uh, next to the farm, I had to hang my laundry to dry. So yeah. it had to be a good Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be raining and it could be windy. But anyway, yes, one day a week because the rest of your days and the rest of your time should be spent elsewhere. So I just gave it one day. And then as my kids got older, I taught them how to do their own laundry. And they were in charge of bringing their laundry. By the end of the week, they had to come up with whatever system worked best for them. But my job was making sure it kept you know, cycling through that the laundry that they brought down to do didn't sit there for days and days. So I had to sometimes move it into the dryer, or move it back into their laundry basket. And then they were responsible to come and pick it up. But so that changed when my kids started doing their own laundry, it changed. So where they had their own day that, that they could get that done. And that's what happened was on whatever day worked best for them that week. So yeah, but I would say you know, try to simplify as much as possible, cut back as much as possible. You don't want to have to be doing the same tour day after day, after day, after day. Otherwise you'd tend to resent it and hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I've also heard some people say like, okay, so the kids should have, you know, maybe they have like, I don't know, like eight pairs of pants, and they just, you just rewash and, and wear those specific eight pairs of pants and I don't know, 10 shirts and a couple pairs of shorts and whatever it is. Do you find that that's helpful so that it's just, there's there's less in general? I get, again, I get happy downs from a couple, couple different family members. And sometimes I just, you know, I'll wash it and I'll put it all away and I don't realize how much it's accumulating over time. Yes, yes,
1: that happened to me too. And that's when I had to really, sit down with my kids and say, Will you wear this? Will you? Do you like this? And if it was a eh, it was gone. But move it, you know, pass it along to the next person because I didn't want it eating up precious real estate inside my house. Because we are limited on space. There's so many of us here, I can't have more stuff than needed. So you just have to get really good at editing. And that's the thing. If you find that you have lots of clothes that your kids don't ever wear you're holding on to just because they're nice. It, is it worth it? You know, is giving up that real estate inside their drawer inside their closet worth it? And so it's just a matter of editing and what works best for you.
0: And being more intentional with it too. I think I, and this is definitely an area of my life that I just go through the motions with just to get it done, but it's it, to actually like sort of have a plan and map it out just feel like you're all just talking this out already is like reducing like my anxiety. Like Okay. These are things I can certainly use and implement like right away. So, yeah. And so along those lines, you have a program that you work with clients with called chaos.com. And I love the name of it because that's my life. And it's just really intriguing with me. And so I'd love to hear more about that program in particular. And then some of the, again, some more practical tips, I think that others can start to use starting today. Yeah, for sure. So
1: my chaos to calm is actually a virtual organizing session with me that you can purchase. It's a two hour block of time that you get with me and we will focus on any area of your home that is causing you anxiety or overwhelm. And you just kind of prop me up in the corner and I'll ask you, you know, show me what's under that drawer. Show me what's there and we'll work through the whole space. And then you'll get a list of resources and products that could help you organize the space, but I walk you through it. I am like your coach, um, your organizing coach, your personal organizing coach. So that's what that is. Those are my virtual sessions that actually launched during the pandemic because I was no longer able to get into homes. So we started doing them virtually. And I found out, you know, it's really helping moms it's easier to access them and they were just as effective as if I were actually there in the space. So that's what the chaos to calm package program is.
0: Yeah. And so what are some general kind of high level tips? You said something earlier, like, okay, when you're overwhelmed, let's, we just start by picking up pens. So let's, let's pick a room. I'm going to pick the kitchen. Could you, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, you had three Tips that you give to start out to clients. So I'd love to hear what those are. So we get a little preview of how you think around this stuff. Okay. So if we're doing the organization of a
1: kitchen, first of all, I'll ask you, what do you do in your kitchen? Some people love to bake. Some people are just in there to prep, you know, lunches, sack lunches for their kids. Um, Other people, you know, just have their kitchen as a pretty space to hold all of their snacks. So it depends on how you utilize your kitchen. And then we design a plan for the layout. You know, um, what are things you would like within reaching distance if you're standing at the stove? What are some things you don't want to have to take more than three steps to get to that you use frequently in combination with other things? So. We map out a plan and then I go in and I recommend products to bring into this space that will help take the organization to the next level. So it's like having Courtney Kardashian's or Khloe Kardashian's pantry, basically mm-hmm. just beautiful, right? Everything's on display. Everything's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everything's contained in a really uniform, neat way. And then the third step is going in and actually implementing everything everything is sorted based on category of food if it's a dinner item a snack item a breakfast item and then use how are you using it in your kitchen where do you need it when do you need it and so it flows for that family and then they're all different every family is completely different and needs it to function in a completely different way and so it's really taking on that personal component to make it work for your family.
0: Yeah, I think I am so picturing Chloe Kardashian's pantry right now. And I've always thought that must take a lot of work <laughs> to do that and to maintain it. And I think that's the big thing is that I'm sure a lot of women have come to you with this motivation, energy to start a project, to work on it, but it's, it's the continuance of that and the follow through that I think can be hard. Do you find that as well with the clients that you work with? So organization is absolutely a journey. It is not a finished product and yes,
1: there will be maintenance, but once you have the systems in place, it's so much easier. Oh, so much easier. And It may seem overwhelming from the outside looking in, but once everything is in place, it's so easy to maintain. And it requires half the brain power and half the even physical capacity to
0: keep it that way. Well, and it also just reduces the overall anxiety level. Like it just, it makes you feel more clear and calm. And so I totally get how important that is and how it can, have a huge impact on mindset as you go through the day. So as we start to wrap up, if I would love for you to tell our audience, if you could leave them with one piece of advice, what would that be? Don't be so hard on yourself. Know that
1: you are enough just as you are in this space that you are holding right now as the mother that you are today, you are
0: enough. I needed to hear that. So thank you. (laughs) Couldn't have been better timing. Um, Please tell everyone how they can find you and follow the work that you're doing in the world. I know you have your own podcast, so please feel free to promote here.
1: Oh, you're sweet. Well, thank you. I do have a website. It's barbiejoe.com. You can find ways, different ways to work with me on there. And I do have a podcast called don't get lost in the laundry.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, what do you do? What kind of conversations and and interviews and guests are you having on that? So the podcast
1: is a wide range of anything and everything that could be beneficial to a busy mom in the thick of life. So we touch on, of course, organization, but nutrition, getting your kids to read, how to get your daughter to stop slamming the door, just getting your kids to sleep in their own beds everything that falls under the umbrella of being a mom
0: awesome I love that everyone everyone I'm sure will enjoy checking that out as well thank you so much Barbie Jo it's been such a pleasure and been so fun talking with you thank you for having me